Hello and welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. This week we're focusing on the Cups, including reflecting on the Cheshire Senior Cup win in midweek and looking ahead to Saturday's FA Vars game away at Lincoln United. We'll also hear from the reserves as they prepare to play in the next round of the Cheshire Amateur Cup and we'll get the view from the opposition as former Bears defender Rick Peters gets ready to return to the Cleric Stadium as joint manager of Old Alts. But we start with the Cheshire Senior Cup, a competition Congleton Town have fond memories of from last season after winning the trophy for the first time in 85 years. They started their defence with a 2-1 win against Northern Premier League side Runcorn Linnets on Tuesday night. So let's get the thoughts of player-manager Richard Duffy after the Bears progress through to this season's quarter-finals. Yeah, good win. Um, I think a deserved win. I think the way we started the game on the front foot and put them under pressure. And yeah, they succumbed to a little bit of of the pressure and obviously two goals put us in front early. And yeah, we had we had something to, to play with them. You couldn't have really asked for a better start. Two goals, I think, were inside the 12 minutes. From that moment, did you think that this was going to be your night or was that still a long way to go? Yeah, a long way to go and it just showed second half, you know, their class, you know, they put us under under loads of pressure and, um, you know, fair play to, to the players, put their bodies on the line when they needed to and defended really well. But I think, you know, we even second half with the change we've made, I thought we looked, we looked a real threat on the break. Yeah, it was, it was a real, real gritty performance second half with, you know, with a little bit more luck, we, we could have got a third. What is it about these cup games? Because time and time again, we saw it last season, even when Congleton are, are the underdogs, you get a result. What, what is it about these games? What is it about, about this team which just keeps on getting the results? Well, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, we, we sort of rise to the occasion of, of playing, you know, against teams who are who are superior to us, should I say, in, in divisions. And, you know, it's not just the result, it's, it's the performance that goes with it as well. I, I, you know, they're not, they're not wins where you think... How have they got through that? I think the majority of our wins against the teams, especially last year, uh, we, we've we've deserved we've deserved most of them. So I think we just rise to the occasion and, and know what what we have in the change room and, and what what we can do. And the two goals in the in the opening twelve minutes or so, two great finishes, but brilliant build up play as well. Again, it's the two strikers linking up. Yeah, we went with the two strikers again tonight. We sort of changed it to a sort of three five two just to. You know, we we respected what what Billy was bringing and and Ron Corn and and knew what they were about and um, I just felt we we might have got exposed a little bit with with playing a four at the back with with their attacking players. So we went with a one extra defender, but that gives us an extra man up front as well. So we lose our width and our pace out wide. But you know, I just felt the way they play our front two could have caused them a a lot of problems today, and and it, you know it, it worked out that way. How pleasing was it the fact that you? Pretty much the entire squad got minutes. Yeah, that was the plan before the game. We wanted to make the five and a bit of a bit of a niggle in the, in the warm up, so I'm only able to make the four. But you know, I was, was going to make the five subs at half time, just to get. You know, we had no game Saturday, which which was a bit of a blow really, because obviously then with with the midweek game to get people, lots of people minutes is difficult. So we we just planned to whatever the result, whatever the performance. You know, this this is what we're going to do, and and thankfully it's worked, and everyone's um, had a bite of the cherry. This must give the team and yourself a lot of confidence going into Saturday when we know it's going to be another tough test. Yeah, another massive test. You know, you just look at their record this year, especially at home, Lincoln. It's, it's very good. The amount of goals they score is impressive. So it's going to be a massive ask, you know, a long journey on the bus. And can we prepare right from now to, to Saturday and, and get a performance, another performance out of us on the road? And, and that's going to be the big ask. And do you enjoy these cup games? 
Yeah, enjoy every game, especially the cup games against the teams that were, you know, superior to you, as in division-wise. You know, they're, they're a better team than us. They're in a higher division, and you know, it's, it's good to put your wits against against the better teams and, and try and come up with solutions to win. And um, you know, we come up with a few tonight, and the boys have the boys have you know taken out to a tee, especially first half. Obviously, we've spoken previously about the importance of the league, but how much do you want these cup runs as well? And is it just important just to keep on winning games? I guess. It's important because you know we think we've got one more league game and then, and we're halfway through the season. You know, not even halfway through December, so that leaves us with 17 games until until the end of the season league game. So uh, if we can stay in the cup competitions, it gives us a few you know midweek games. And yeah, it, it gets you know the boys who haven't had many minutes. Unfortunately, it, it allows them to get some minutes on the pitch as well. That was Richard Duffy speaking after the Cheshire Senior Cup win on Tuesday. This Saturday, the men's first team travel to Lincoln United from the United Counties League Premier Division North in the third round of the FA Vars. Closer to home, the reserves will also be in cup action at the Cleric Stadium. They host Old Alts in the next round of the Cheshire Amateur Cup. With a place in the last eight at stake, we spoke with Congleton Town Reserves manager Martin Corns, starting with his thoughts on the season so far. We had a real difficult start. I think I spoke to you when we played about four or five games. We had a really difficult start. We did pick up quite a bit after that. We've had we've had two or three good runs of results, but we are a little bit up and down. Obviously, we've got a very, very young team. So we have a little bit of inconsistency in the team and with squad to squad, who who's available, who's playing first team football on the bench, maybe who's who's injured. We've got eight or nine injuries at the moment. So there's players playing in the team at the minute who are probably playing a bit beyond their years at the moment. But we're just seeing it as a good experience for them, really. And it's it'll stand them in good stead for the future. Yeah, absolutely. And we spoke with you at the end of August. And at the time, the reserves were bottom of the table without a win. And at the time, you felt that it would take a month to six weeks to settle down now. You're now up to 11 in the table, I know it's not all about results, kind of under the table for you and the and the team. But do you think where the team are now? Do you think it's a fair reflection of where the team is, or is it more a case of a fair reflection of how the team have actually had to manage through this difficult period of kind of player availability? We think we're round about where we should be at the moment. We've had games where we feel like we should have got something more out of the game, but you don't always get what you deserve, do you? So yeah, there's certainly been. A fair bit of improvement. Um, we've had some real good results, particularly at home, um, where we've we beat Altrincham at home and uh, beat Lostock at home, who's Lostock a really experienced team, and we've competed really well at home. Um, away, with it being such a young team, we do look a little bit lightweight at times, uh, a little bit inexperienced at times, but. We've defended really well and we've we've looked really organised for most most of the game. So we're not shipping lots of goals like like they were last season at times. Obviously, the younger boys in the team are a year older, so they've learned from their experiences last year. They're physically a bit stronger, and yeah, we, we've generally been just a bit more competitive. There has been a couple of occasions, like Saturday being one, where we've got a lot of injuries and then we end up with three or four 16-year-olds in the team with a you know a few senior players out injured. So it's a bit of a, a mixed bag really where you know where where we've been. But 
sort of up and down a bit and, and we probably deserve to be around about where we are at the moment. You mentioned there about the three 16-year-olds, which obviously from a, the reserves perspective, again, we mentioned it in the previous podcast, but when we spoke to you was the fact that the reserves team is there to try and make that step up and allow players that pathway kind of into the first team. So 16-year-olds, I guess, is a great learning experience for them to experience this kind of competitive league action at senior football. Yeah, definitely. And and the boys who have made it in the team are in the team because of how they've performed in the under-18s. I mean, I, I've watched a fair few of the under-18s games and the boys who are sort of... Uh, performing well and competing well in the in the 18s. So we've got quite a few actual under-18s and under-17s, you know, in, within the under-18s team. It's quite, it's quite a mix of players now. The lads who have come in have, have earned the right to play because they've done well in their own age group and a little taste will will do them good. I mean, we've got one lad, Toby McCabe. He's probably played about, he's probably played about 10 games now. And we, we've sort of said... To him, we're hoping to get him in maybe 15 or 20 squads through the course of the season with an eye on next year, really. You know, the goalkeeper, Tyler, is under 17. Because of injuries, he's probably played maybe, I bet he's played about five games for us now, which is a big ask for a goalkeeper at this age. They've all done great and they come off the pitch and they're definitely learning stuff, the different things that happen in the men's game compared to the their own age group they're definitely going to going to learn things from 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 playing um we we just need to be a bit careful not to expose too many too soon really and and sort of affect confidence and things like that but it's just a bit of a balancing act at the minute i'm sure in the next couple of weeks we'll get some of our senior players back and and some of these lads will probably drop it back down to their own age group and then we'll involve them again a bit later on in the season the last few weeks we've invite we have actually invited a few more of the younger boys into training with us so they can just come and train with us for three or four weeks and see how they go and just give them a little taste of playing with with adults as, as the reserve team it's always something we've got an eye on really the, the development of the um of the younger players it's something we've heard as well from even the first team players at congleton now mentioning that step up from academy football or kind of under 18 football to then make that step into men's and senior football how do you manage that kind of as a reserves manager? And I know that you've had experience previously working with the under-18s team. So how do you manage that kind of transition? First and foremost, I like them to be good enough technically. So we, over the last few years, a lot of these players like Tom Allen and Marco, for instance, Sam Baldwin, Josh Hall, who've all made first-team debuts. We've worked a lot with them on technique, receiving the ball, doing the right thing, making the right decisions. Tom's a really good example of what we need to be trying to achieve. So Tom is one of the younger under eight. So he's still under 18. He's one of the younger under 18s. He came into the reserves and he's probably he's probably had about 18 months of experience playing in the Cheshire Premier League. So he's, he's not always played every week, but he's been in and around the squad. He's got about a lot of experience and a lot of a lot of really tough games. And then when he goes into the first team, he sort of he just sort of coped straight away. I think Duffy was a bit surprised because he, he'd come out of the reserves and he just sort of taken to the first team like a duck to water, Tom has. But he's very, very good technically. So he, the step up in level 
they're, they're good enough to do the step up in level. It's just the physicality of learning the game. And if they've got that grounding for, for a year or two in the reserves, then that helps with that as well. And how important do you think it is to see the likes of Marco and Tom, who become established first-team players now? Do you think that gives kind of inspiration for the other younger players and the reserves now to see that this is the pathway that Congleton Town Football Club are working towards and the opportunities are there to go and play for the first team? It's a challenge for the club to keep that conveyor belt going because the club need to be developing players who are very good technically. And to, to develop players who are very good technically, they need to be playing in good standard junior leagues. We've actually recruited a few into the under-18s this year. So Paul Healer, who's the manager in the under-18s now, has done a great job bringing two or, two or three or four really good 17s in. So they're the sort of next batch that, that we're looking at. There are two or three, four 18s who are playing regular reserve team football, and that will undoubtedly give them uh, an edge when they get into the first team. At this age, some of them develop quicker than others, so they're sort of becoming men at this age. So they, some of them, some of them quicker than others. So if you, if some of them lads are still quite slight, they're going to find it difficult for a while to to sort of make that step up, even into the reserves. And we've got really good players playing in the reserves who are struggling a little bit physically because they're just not quite as developed as somebody like Tom or Marco, for instance. My theory is if, if we look after the technique and they have the right football philosophy, then eventually they will be physical enough and everything else will look after itself, hopefully. You took over as the reserves manager in this summer. So how are you finding it as a manager? Well, a lot of the teams we were playing against, so it's all quite new to me. I was involved since probably since Christmas. I helped Steve out since Christmas last year, um, just helping out and observing on the basis that this was going to happen. The the league is less technical than what the, what the junior leagues that the boys have played in are, but they have got different challenges. So each team is different who we come up against. The game on Saturday was particularly difficult against a really experienced Eagle team who were probably the best team we've played out of possession. They The way they pressed us and the way they stopped us playing they probably did that better than anybody else this season. And they were fairly direct at times, which again is a different challenge that some of the boys aren't used to having the ball put on top of them and having to battle with a striker who's running in behind you over the top. It's a different style of football sometimes. You do get a big mix of, of, of different styles of play. I mean, we played Parklands last week and it was a really, really good football game between two teams who were trying to just play through the thirds. You know, we played Edgerton the other week and they just sat with four banks of four and tried to catch us on the break. So every game seems to be different. Obviously, all the players are a lot more experienced. So they react to situations in, in games, whereas a younger player may not. But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting for me. And it's, it's interesting to see, you know, there's going to be some challenges coming up as the pitches get a bit more difficult about the boys trying to, you know, their sort of programme to get the ball down and play football. And, you know, we, we might need to look at how we try and build up play and try and be a little bit more direct at times if, if the pitches and, and the opposition won't let us play. But, yeah, it's um, it's all uh, interesting stuff. And um, 
I'm I'm learning as well as as well as the team. It must be great as well to see that the development from the summer or when you first got involved to now. Is that something that you kind of see week in week out the development of the players? It's great when you see players coming through and going in the first team. And we've we've just lost Sam Baldwin to Sam Match playing a year higher. And there are a couple of teams sniffing around a few of our players from from maybe the league below our our first team. It's great to see them doing well, but it, it, you know it's equally great to see them doing well here. Um, and you know when you go and watch the first team, for instance, and you see Tom and Marco more than holding their own. You know, it's why it's why we all do it, really. It's why we all volunteer, and it's great that they're getting that opportunity. That that, that Duffy and Griff trust them. That the club trust trust in the process that we're trying to do, and backing these lads, and we're brave enough to try and get them through. I think ultimately it will attract players to the club as well. We look at other clubs, and football stops at eighteen, and a lot of these semi-pro clubs because they've not got that pathway or they've got a reserve team that are just trying to win a league or whatever and they're just picking 12 or 13 senior players in the squad because they think they're going to get the best result it's why we all do it really to um we want the lads to kick on and it is really rewarding when you see it happening yeah what's been the most pleasing part of this season so far i do like the fact that we're trying to play the right way like i said to you at the start i think it's really important that we develop players who can play the style of football the first team playing this year with the personnel they've got this season is different to last year. If you're a player who can adapt to different styles, if you're used to playing in teams that have got different styles, then that's you know, a really good place to be as a young player. You know, anybody can come and hit a big diagonal 45 on somebody's head and, and compete for it. But can you keep the ball under pressure when you need to? If you're playing in that type of team, if you're going to try and play through the thirds or you're going to try and play it from the back. So... Yeah, it's re- it's really important that they can do both in my in my eyes. And if I hand somebody over to the first team, it will be expected of them that they can that they can play to a good level. In terms of the next few games, you've got the cup this weekend, which will see a few uh, ex Bears players returning. What are your thoughts ahead of that game? And actually, you mentioned off air that this is a if you feel like this is a big month. We've got a really difficult December, so we've got this game against Old Alps on. Saturday, they've had a really good start to the season. And they, I think we're just saying off air, they, they've lost the first game at weekend. Um, so we're expecting that to be a real tough test. And then later on in the month, we've got two really difficult away games at Pointon and Wally Range, both strong, physical, good teams. And a home game against Garswood, who were sort of around the bottom three in, in, in between. So, yeah, some really important games. I mean, we... You know, if we, if we could if we could win on Saturday, we'll be in the last eight of the County Cup, and I think that's a good achievement with such a young team. But we're looking a bit beyond that. We think this is we think we can we can keep going in this cup. So hopefully, with a home draw, and we you know we've, we've got some real good results at home against some some decent sides, we can manage to progress. It'll be uh, be onwards into the last eight in the new year. Thanks to Martin Corns for his time. In the opposite dugout will be someone who is known to Congleton fans. Old Alts manager Rick Peters played over 90 games for the Bears after first joining Congleton Town in 2017. He was a popular player with the Congleton fans during his two spells at the club. He's now joint manager of Old Alts in the Manchester Football League 
where their record is 12 wins from 13 games in all competitions this season. So first of all, welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Delighted to be on the show, yeah. So Rick, what was your reaction when the draw was made and the fact that your team, Old Alts, are playing Congleton Town Reserves? What was your reaction and how much are you looking forward to returning to the Cleric Stadium on Saturday? Oh yeah, I'm absolutely delighted to be to be going back to the Cleric Stadium. Got so many fond memories there at the club. So many friends that are, are still on the board, the likes of Chris Rowley, and all the volunteers, Colin Wrench and all the early starters and all them. Delighted to go back and it's the one team that I really wanted to play away from home because you know the Cleric Stadium, it's like my second home. Like like I say, I've got so many fond memories there. Absolutely delighted. And it's the other players as well. You know, they, they've been asking me at training the last week or so. What's it like playing there? And it's, I just say to him, it's a typical non-league ground. All the players that I've got, they haven't had that experience playing non-league ground. and so excited. When you joined Congleton in the summer of 2017, you'd then go on to play over 90 games for the Bears across two spells at the club. How do you reflect on your time at Congleton? Oh, it's my best memories in football, without a shadow of a doubt. Ian Street ended up bringing me to the club in that year. And funny enough, the two best games I had all season for Ireland were against Ian Street, 1874 North, which, and he ended up getting the Congleton job that summer. And then he phoned me up quite early and expressed you know, the plays he was bringing in, the plays he was keeping, and everything he was saying, it just kind of fit. Like being brutally honest, I didn't really want to leave Ireland at the time. I loved my time there. But what he was saying to me and the plays he was signing, uh, it was just too good to turn down. Players like, I mean, he had a Benro, Steve Foster, Declan Fletcher, so many other decent players, Neil Chappell, Dave Sherlock at the time. Um, and they're all renowned, experienced North West Counties players. And I thought that them players it was mentioned and I thought, you know, why not? This team that is is saying that he's going to build, it's more than likely going to change for the, to win the league. And and they were my aims at the time. I really wanted to win the league. So I spoke to my dad. He's someone that I respect quite a lot. He's been he's done quite a bit in football himself in the non-league system. And, and he told me to go. And we turned up to Edgerton the first pre-season session. And there was me, Neil Chapel, and a trialist. And that was it that turned up. <laughs> so I ended up speaking to Street and basically saying, what's going on here? Where are all these players? And he was saying, listen, stick with it. They're all on holiday. There's loads of players away and, and whatnot. And I remember turning up. We played, I think it was Cheadle Town, the first pre-season friendly. And on the way with Neil Chapel and AJ, the keeper, Andrew Jones, he and I was, we're basically saying to each other, you know, we're going to be able to feel the team if we turned up into the change room and there they all were. Declan Fletcher, myself, Minnie, Steve Foster. And I looked around and thought, right, we've, we've got a good side here and we've got a good chance. But unfortunately for Streety, it kind of, it didn't really pan out the way he wanted it to. Nothing against Street. I've got a lot of time for him. But in football, sometimes it doesn't go for you. And we ended up playing Squires Gate away, I think it was. And it was actually one of the few games I actually scored for Congleton in Squires Gate away. And we, we ended up getting beat 3-2. And Street, he ended up saying, after the game, he basically just said, um, I'm stepping down as manager. Good luck to you. And... No, he, he left on a good note, to be fair to him. And then Brian Pritchard, his assistant at the time, ended up taking over at the club. And I think that's where it all really clicked into gear then. I think we, we struggled towards the middle of that season and we, we kind of got ourselves into a bit of a relegation battle. But then Pritch came in and he kind of changed the mentality. And he's a bit old school, Pritch, but I kind of like that. And I really clicked with Pritch. And for me, he's the best manager I've played with in my my whole non-league career but then he came in he had a solid end to the season and then I think that summer that's when it just that's when it all came together and I've never seen a club 
have a summer where they bring in so many players and so many old players. I think there was about 13, 14 players that he brought in that season. And from minute one, that's where it just clicked. I think it was that 18, 19 season, the one where we finished third. And like I say, from minute one, everything just clicked. And yeah, my, my favourite season in football, without a doubt. You mentioned there it's your best ever season. Personally, what was it about that season that you think just made it click and made it your most memorable? Togetherness, in my opinion, and the Griffey's. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Griffey. He's just had a, a baby girl yesterday, I think it was. So, yeah, congratulations to him and Holly, by the way. But Griff played a massive part in that, in my opinion. He brought us all together. Didn't take any nonsense in the changing room. There's, I'm not going to say bad eggs, but towards the start, there was a couple of players that were kind of taking the mick and he kind of stamped his authority. And then with Griffey, he's got the respect of everybody. You only have to look on his CV or whatever he's done in his career. And, you know, he's been captain of his country, got so many caps in the Football League and stuff. And he kind of brought us to that next level, if that makes sense. And we ended up going on a night out, a team night out, funny enough, before the start of the season, because we brought in that many new players and nobody really knew each other that well. And that team night out, we had such a great night. From minute one of that season, it was it just clicked. Like I say, he must have brought in 12 players that season. And off the top of my head, the likes of Craig Ellison in net, um, Tom Stevens right back, Don Williams, Matty Jameson, who's my current club captain now, Josh Ryder at centre-half, Jack Disney, Tom Schofield, Dean Warburton, Paul Speed, Brizzo, Copey, Saul Henderson, Bevan Bury, and then I think Rich kind of kept the ones that he knew really cared about the club as well. And like I say, the lads we brought in, they're all top lads, and that togetherness, it really it really got us through that season. It really did. In my, that's my opinion on it anyway. And the fact you can list all those names as well, I think just shows you what a group and tight group you kind of were. I have to apologise as well, because I think I probably missed three or four of them off, off the list as well, but that's just off the top of my head. So, <laughs> no, very, very well remembered for a lot of those. Then in November of that year, you announced you were leaving Congleton. How hard of a decision was that to make? It was a difficult one. Like I say, I've, I love the clubs a bit and I still do today, but it's life, it's football, things happen and you kind of you just have to get on with it. Sometimes it goes for you in football and other times it doesn't and some managers fancy you and other managers don't fancy you and nothing against anybody, but I just wanted to play regular football. I think I was about 27 at the time and I just wanted to go out and play regular football and I don't think I was going to get that at Congleton at the time and like I say, I just felt like I needed a new challenge for myself in, in able to move on in my career and I don't think it did I think I kind of peaked at Congleton and it kind of went a bit downhill after that but you know, like I say that's life and sometimes you have to just get on with it Absolutely and you did return to Congleton I think it was about 12 months later Congleton seems to still have a special place in your heart I know you're still on social media you, you post about them you follow them do you still kind of keep track of what they're doing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'll play my games on a Saturday and I'll check the Premiership scores after that. And then the next result that I check after that is Congleton's. I've spent three, three and a half years down there at the club and I've met so many special people. You know, Chris Rowley, like I mentioned before, Colin Wrench, Guy, Ken, Budge. There's so many to mention. And my best memories in football are there. So it just goes without saying that I always just catch up on them. And the last season for me, the season that, that the lads had down there, it, it was unbelievable. Like the FA Cup run and, and winning the other cup as well. It was just, it was it was special, yeah. It was, and it, I was absolutely buzzing for everybody associated with the club. 
and you're always popular with the, the fans. And like, like you say, even now when you've left the club, you still acknowledge the the work that the club volunteers do and, and the people involved in it. Why is that kind of important to you? I think non-league football, it's it's a difficult one to explain, but it's such a, especially at Congleton, it's such like a, a tight family, if you like. And from minute one down there, the, the supporters, they always had my back. So I thought on that pitch, I'll always give 110% for them. You know, they're the ones that are paying the money in the gate to, to watch us play football and to give 110% was a, a minimum for me. And if somebody on the pitch wasn't giving that, then they'd get told to, to do it and raise the game because, like I say, they're the ones that are paying the money to come in through the gate and we have to perform for them. You know, it's, it's a tight-knit family. And when you go for a pint in the clubhouse after the game and you sit with them and you, you talk about how we played and or, you know, whether we played well, whether the whether we played poorly, they'd, they'd still have you back. That's what's so special about Congleton. But for me, the last year or two, I've noticed that you know, the attendances have spiked massively and I'm really, really buzzing for that because when we were doing well, we were getting probably on average 280, 300 fans, something like that coming through the gates. Some games were a little bit bigger. Um, but now I looked the other week and I think there was over 500 going through the gate and it's what they know them fans they deserve that and I'm looking at the minute as well in the league they're absolutely flying they had a good win I think it was last night against Runcall Linnets as well so it's good to see the, the flying on all fronts and I just hope it continues and they go out this year and, and win the league for the fans and what were some of your standout memories? Now, I think, I know, one game in particular is going to get mentioned and Dave Parton is not going to like it because it seems to be mentioned an awful lot kind of on the podcast. Um, so, Rick, what are your standout memories for you from your time at Congleton? <laughs> um, sorry, Pat. <laughs> but yeah, the Witchurch 8 game, it's it tops the list for me. I've never, ever played in a game of football like it in my life. And I still speak about it. We've There's a, a former bear in my team at the minute, Dean Warburton, which I think the fans will fondly remember. And we had a laugh about it the other day and we laugh about it quite often. And Scoey as well, that we've just never seen a game like it before. And like to go two on down in a game and then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. And I think Griff's got sent off. Minnie's done a ridiculous tackle in the corner. He's gone five minutes later. And then I think... Scoey's ended up doing some mad UFC move on one of their players and like like a WrestleMania move. And he's he's been sent off five minutes after that. So to go down to eight players, I just remember it was like the Alamo, honestly. I, just, I remember we had a back two of myself and Tom Morris at one point. And I'm sure they had two centre forwards and two wingers. So we're marking kind of two players each at the same time. But that was Congleton through and through that season. And we backed each other up, whether we had one man on the pitch or whether we had 11 men on the pitch we'd stick together and fortunately we got the equaliser and then I remember I'm sure it was about five minutes to go I think the ball's been pumped up and Bevan Bure's just smashed the ball in the back of the net and I've never seen celebrations like it and I know it was only three points at the end of the day but I've, honestly I've never seen scenes like it in my life we got escorted off off the premises by security and yeah my favourite ever memory in football without a doubt I think Bootle away in my first season there. I think Neil Chappell just left and Ian Street announced in the change room that I was going to be captain of the club. For me, that was a, a massive, massive honour. And I captained the club for, I think, a good three or four months. And it was a difficult period. And I was trying my best to, to get the lads going every week. We had a bit of a spike in form as well. And it was pleasing. But then Griff ended up coming into the, into the squad and it was a bit of a no-brainer for me just to just to pass the, the baton over to to Griff. And yeah, we've not looked back since. But yeah, it was a massive, massive honour to be named captain of the club. 
other memories as well. I'd probably say City of Liverpool at home. Either one of us were top. It was first or second between us and City of Liverpool. It was a massive, massive game. And we ended up having a bumper crowd and we turned up for the fans. We ended up beating them 3-0. And my favourite memory of that day was, I think they had a corner and I've ended up clearing the ball up the pitch. It's to Kopi on the halfway line. He had two defenders around him. He just spun both defenders, ran half the length of the pitch and smashed it in the bottom corner to make it 3-0. And we just had a ridiculous pile on in the corner. Um, we're all just celebrated together. So that was up there as well. One of my best ones as well was altering him away in the Cheshire Senior Cup. I think it was Saul Henderson's first game that. And we ended up beating him 2-0 and Saul scored on his debut there. And I think altering him, they had a few injuries to the first team. There's a few lads coming back, sorry, from injury. And they played quite a strong team that night. And to go there away from home on a Tuesday night at Altringham, and it's quite a personal one to me because I only live five, ten minutes away from Altringham's ground. So I had quite a few family and friends there that night and to go there and beat them, it was it was special, yeah. And actually, the couple of years after you left Congleton for the second time, they were quite difficult for you, weren't they? Because am I right in saying that you kind of fell out of love with football? It's a difficult one, really. I think I got a bit unlucky with injuries during that period when Ryan Austin was a manager at Congleton. I remember my first game of the season, I, I ripped my hamstring and then I kind of fell out of favour there at, at Congleton. He, a new manager comes in, he brings his new players in. Nothing against Ryan, um, it's just football. But kind of fell out of favour in the team and I wanted to play regular football. It's it's a long way to come. It's a 45-minute drive for me to Congleton to, to come and warm a bench. So I ended up leaving there. I think I ended up signing for Northwich Vicks after that stayed there for a bit and again got myself back fit and at the time I worked in a pub and I dropped a full barrel of beer on my foot and ended up fracturing my foot after that so yeah I got a bit unlucky with injuries and you know, fell out of love with it a little bit but then ended up signing for Winnie Shore Amateurs and and fell back in love with it I loved my time there and you know I thank Shane the manager down there as well for for bringing the love back of football for that so I kind of peaked at Congleton and, and came downhill after that and I think it, a part of that becomes falling out of love with it and not going to achieve what you wanted to achieve if that makes sense You're now obviously back involved as manager of Old Olds was management something you always saw yourself going down? Yeah, I think since the age of 24, 25, management is something I've always wanted to get into after I finished playing. And I think in football, a lot of it's it's about right place and right time. And it just felt like that to me. I, last year, I kind of said to myself, it was going to be my last season in the Northwest Counties. I think playing in it for a number of years, the, the mileage, it kind of adds up. I just kind of said to myself, the last couple of years I've got left of playing, I'll go back to where it started for me at, at the age of 15 um, at Old Bolts and a lot of my close friends play there. I've got a lot of friends on the board there that I've known for, for a long number of years and I just thought, you know what, the last couple of years I'll go back there and play but unfortunately the um, the team, it got relegated last season from the Manchester Prem into the Division 1 and the board decided to to part ways with Pat who, who was the first team manager for 20 years there he's my first manager and I've got a lot of respect for Pat but I think the board just wanted fresh ideas some somebody a bit younger to come in with their ideas and play a different style of football and try and take the club forward and try and take the club back up and I got a, a bit of a random phone call one night off the chairman and I think he got wind that I was going to come back and play for him and he he basically just offered me the job there and then on the spot and he said give it a couple of days and and give me an answer and I kind of just said to him there and then you know what, I'll just accept it I'm going to come down and play anyway so 
I'll accept it, the management role. But for me, it was important to to bring the right management staff in and help me do that. And I think I've I've smashed it with a, with a management team that I've got. I think Lee Williams, who I run the team with, is somebody that's extremely well respected around the area in terms of grassroots football. He's managed teams Edgerton in the Cheshire Prem. I think they were second bottom when he took when he took over, got them to a runners up place in the Cheshire's Prem. But funny enough, he was actually my Sunday team manager last season. And I know people, the established Sunday football with people turning up drunk still from the night before. You pull your cat out the bag and you go straight on the pitch and and you just play a game of football. But one thing that impressed me with Lee was his professionalism. You know, you turn up on a Sunday morning, the kit would all be hung up. You'd have a bottle of water and a banana on your bench. You go out, you do a 25 minute, 30 minute warm up. And I admired that because as a manager myself, I like to do things right and do things in the right way and he definitely fits that bill and, and when I asked Lee luckily for myself he jumped at the chance and it's a massive massive coup for the club to to get Lee on board but another one for me as well was to keep the first team coach Jake Gardner Jake is a young coach and he's in the youth ranks at Rochdale at the minute and we are extremely lucky to have him on board he's a UEFA B licensed coach and for me he's a name to watch out for in football I think he's really going to shoot other leagues in the next five to ten years and go on to do something really, really, really good in football. When I didn't train at Winsford last season, sometimes we didn't train. I'd go down and train with all the Alts and I've seen the quality of the sessions that, that Jake puts on and the way he explains his drills as well. And everything is precise in, in what he does. And I just knew straight away it was important to keep Jake on board. And like I say, the management team we've got now, myself, Lee and Jake, it's special. And I think this year, hopefully, that we're going to go on to to win a trophy or two. How are you finding life as a manager? Because 12 wins from 13 games in all competitions, you couldn't have really asked for much more. Yeah, it's been a fantastic start, not going to lie. But the kind of mentality that, that we've got at the club is we just take it each game as it comes. We don't get carried away with ourselves. We just take Saturday. We've got obviously Congleton away in the in the Cheshire Cup, the last 16, and we just focus on that game. And if we get that one out of the way, we go to the next game. And and that's been our mentality all season, really. And I think it stems from, from pre-season. And we identified quite quickly what the problems were within the, the previous team. And we noticed that it was a pattern in terms of late goals conceded. And for us, that it screams out the team's not fit enough. Um, when you're conceding late goals week in, week out to cost you games of football and in the end it probably got them relegated. I think the average age of the team, the old team, was probably 33, 34 and we've brought in numerous young players that we believe that are going to probably go up and climb up the pyramid in a few years' time and hopefully a few of them might put on a Congleton Town first team shirt in, in a few years but they're with us at the minute and hopefully we can we can develop them as players and get the best out of them and hopefully this year we can go on and do something special in my first year in management and our first year together, myself, Lee and Jake. And but like I say, we just we don't get carried away with ourselves. We just take it each game as it comes and each win we just keep going and going and building that momentum and seeing where we can go at the end of the season. Well, are you enjoying being a manager? Stressful. <laughs> uh yeah, stressful to say the least. I think I didn't realise at the time before I took the job how much time and effort it consumes out of you. But at the same time, I absolutely love it. Um, myself, Jake and, and Lee, we've we've got a, a great partnership and it's not too stressful on one person. We kind of share the stress between us and we do we've got our own little jobs within the within the team. And if we carry on the way we're doing, I 
personally, I think we're, we're going we're gonna to go on and have a good season. But I love it, to be honest. Being a player manager, it's it's a bit different to just standing on the sidelines. You know, I'll, I'll say my piece in the change room. Lee will say his piece and then and Jake will we'll go on to the tactical side of it. And at the minute, it's working. Long may it continue. Fingers crossed. But yeah, we, I, I love it. And we've got a great set of lads down there at, at the minute. And I'll be honest with you, I'll probably say 90% of the of the team, it probably never played a game of football together before the, the first pre-season game. We made numerous changes, brought quite a lot of new players in in areas that we felt like we were weak. I'm learning every day as a manager, so is Lee, and Jake's learning every day as a coach, and we turn the negatives into pos- into positives when we can. And like I say, we, we, we regrouped at training on Tuesday. We worked hard as a team and that we're going into Saturday's game fully focused to try and get the win and, and get ourselves into the last eight of the Cheshire Cup. You mentioned the squad and there's actually a few more ex-Bears in the squad. I think it's four in total, isn't it? Kind of including yourself. So who, who can the Congleton fans expect to, to see on Saturday that they might recognise? Yeah, we've, I think we've got four, maybe five. Oh, there's one that did a pre-season, but he didn't really he didn't really play any competitive games, I don't think. Um, but yeah, there's myself. I'll be playing. We've got Neil Chappell, who I took the armband off. I just thought I'd have to try and get that in there and he'll probably listen to this and hate that. So we've got Neil Chappell that plays. He's, he's turned himself into a central defender instead of a centre mid. He's getting to the age now where he's probably coming to the end of his career, but he's still a massive asset to our team. He's, he's our vice-captain, massive influence into the changing room and he's someone that I think will bring a lot of the younger lads on and give them a lot of experience. Um, so he's a massive signing for us, Chappie, to be fair. Um, we've got Matty Jameson, who's my captain. He played for that season when we finished third in, I think it was 18, 19. And Matty's a, a Massive, massive player for us for that level of football. He's he's been at the club now for I think a good seven or eight years. He had that one year at Congleton, and then he ended up coming back to Old Bolt. Matty is just a top lad and is a top leader and someone that he can grab the game by the scrub for the neck. He can play anywhere down the middle. You know for a fact when he's playing at centre half, he's just going to win every single header. You don't even have to cover around him because he'd, he'd head a brick for you. So yeah, Matty is a is a massive, massive part of our of our squad to be honest and we've got Dean Warburton as well I think he was a bit of a fan's favourite you know, the hardest part with Dean is getting him on the football pitch but he's been injured the past couple of weeks hopefully we can we can try and get him fit but yeah Dean is probably the best technical player I've ever played with him in my whole footballing career and I think the Congleton Town fans will appreciate me saying that because he was a massive massive part of that team that year and he's a top lad as well but he's just Hopefully he can he can turn up. That's that's Dean's main problem. But yeah, we've got a few ex bears and hopefully they'll be there on Saturday. And fingers crossed, you know the ones that the ones that don't go, go and travel to Lincoln with the first team. Hopefully they can come down and and watch us and and we'll have a few beers afterwards and, and reminisce a few times at, at Congleton while whilst we were there. Fantastic. Well, Rick, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and we of course wish you all the best going forward. Thanks for having me, Adam. Thought really enjoyed it, and obviously. Want to give a shout out to all the Bears fans and you know, wish you all the best for this season and hopefully you can go one better than what we did and, and win the league this year and go into the Evo stick and we keep moving forward and keep building the crowds as well. It's great to see. So yeah, thanks for having me, Adam. Thoroughly enjoyed it. The reserves game kicks off at 2pm on Saturday and is being played at the Cleric Stadium. So if you're not travelling to Lincoln for the FA Vars game, then it will be great to see as many people as possible supporting the reserves. The Wembley dream continues for the men's first team who make the long trip over to Lincolnshire to play Lincoln United in the FA Vars on Saturday. Safe travels to everyone travelling there, including those on the supporters' bus. 
The first team are then back in action on Tuesday night, again in a cup competition, this time in the Midland Football League Cup. That game is away at Whitchurch Allport. The ladies' first team have a weekend off, but the reserves are at home against Glenavon Bells. That's a 2pm kickoff on Sunday. Thank you for all the support and thank you for listening to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. Bell!